Welcome to the Leadership Window Podcast with Patrick Jinks. Each week, through a social sector lens, Patrick interviews leaders and experts and puts us in touch with trends and tips for leading effectively. Patrick is an LSI certified leadership coach, a member of the Forbes Coaches Council, a best-selling author, award-winning photographer, and professional speaker. And now, here's Patrick. Welcome to episode 17 of the Leadership Window. I'm Patrick Jinks, leadership and strategy coach and president of the Jinx Perspective. Short episode this week. I was on the uh, I was on an internet call with a, an entrepreneur in London who is uh, a former executive of a big company. I'm not going to tell you much more because he's coming on the program in February. And uh, but we were talking about purpose in business and how uh, purpose is not limited to the nonprofit sector. This podcast is about leadership through a social sector lens, but the social sector is not the only sector where mission and purpose and doing good exists, where uh, the nonprofit sector is is more more technically appropriately called the not-for-profit sector. But even among companies that are there to make a profit, there is great opportunity to make good while we're making profit. And we were having this conversation about it and how that's a similarity in the, between the sectors. And, uh, I, we were talking and I reminded him of uh, a talk I gave at the United Nations at an event called the global entrepreneurship initiative. And this was back in 2018. And I thought this might be a good time to, to, uh, pull that speech out and broadcast it on the leadership window so that our listeners can hear it if they haven't had a chance to see it already. And the, the, the speech was to a group of many of these were just starting their businesses, becoming entrepreneurs for the first time. Some were there to help grow their organizations or learn how to become serial entrepreneurs. And my talk was there to admonish or encourage them to not forget that while they're making a profit, they can also make a difference. So I thought we would repurpose it here and make this uh, brief talk the episode for this week. And with so with no further ado, here it is. My speech at the United Nations to the Global Entrepreneurship Initiative in June of 2018. Hi, welcome back to the Global Entrepreneurship Initiative, The Forum, here at the United Nations headquarters in New York City, and I am very excited for our next speaker. He is a multiple-time best-selling author, speaker, and trainer, but above all, he is a coach. He coaches social sector and corporate leaders in areas of strategy, leadership, and engagement. As a member of the Forbes Coaches Council and president of the Jinx Perspective, Patrick helps organizations achieve clarity, simplicity, and alignment in their work. He is recognized this year as a game changer in the USA Today and a master of success in the Wall Street Journal for his unique approach to strategy and leadership development for nonprofit organizations. Please let me welcome to the forum stage, Patrick Jinks. Thank you so much, Greg. I am absolutely delighted. Thank you for the invitation to come and speak to this extraordinary group of business leaders and entrepreneurs and at this historic venue, the United Nations. Uh, I'd like to share with you, take my time uh, and share with you a concept that is probably not foreign to you, but I know that it is not covered in most MBA programs. I know it wasn't covered in mine and I went through a good one. 
I know that it doesn't reside on the pages of most business plans, unfortunately, particularly in the small business sector. The concept is this, the concept of social good and social impact in business. In other words, the idea that while we're making a profit, we can and should also be making a difference. Let me give you a little bit of context. I have a little bit of a bias, maybe perspective is a better word. I spent 10 years in corporate media before spending 25 in executive nonprofit leadership. Now I'm back in the for-profit sector as a solopreneur or a socialpreneur, I like to say, helping those former peers of mine in the nonprofit sector find clarity, simplicity, and alignment, as Greg mentioned a moment ago. When I say making a difference, I'm not talking about figuring out what charity you want to write a check to each year. I'm talking about an intentional, strategic, philanthropic partnership, part of your business model that says, this is part of what we do. We make social impact while we are making a profit and making a living. I was introduced to a term that I absolutely love uh, by a, a friend and colleague of mine named Dave Parker. His wife, Sarah, works for an organization in Columbus, Ohio called Social Ventures. And the term is the currency of care. And I love that term because it has a real economic value to it. They foster this idea of a double bottom line in business. Maybe you've heard that term. The idea that on the balance sheet and the income statement, we want to see a profit. We need to make more money than we spend. Our shareholders want that. Our, anyone has a vested interest in our business wants that first bottom line. The second bottom line says, how is the business making an impact in the communities we serve in just as measurable a way? So Social Ventures supports companies like the lawn care uh, company in their region who sources its labor force from out of the homeless population in their community, giving them jobs and eventually, ultimately, permanent housing. So the lawn company is literally making its profits cutting lawns and making its difference cutting the homeless rate in their community. Or the glass-blown art company that sells upwards of a million dollars a year in revenue on glass-blown art in retail while making a difference by providing their communities access to public education and the arts and working with youth camps and exposing young people to opportunities and careers that they may have never known existed. Or the event-based waste management company that makes profits selling compost services, landfill diversion services, but makes its difference by helping the rural communities in its region conduct festivals and other outdoor activities in an environmentally friendly kind of way. If it helps to think of a company that has maybe a little more brand recognition to you, perhaps you've heard of a little company called IKEA. Um, IKEA took its own controversies around child labor issues in the Indian rug market and converted it into an impactful philanthropic partnership with Save the Children that has now taken 150,000 kids out of the labor force and into the classrooms where they belong, reuniting 10,000 of those kids with their families. They've just re-upped another 7 million euros to save the children in a way that's going to impact another 800,000 children, making a difference while we make a profit. When I launched my coaching company, The Jinx Perspective, the idea was to make my living doing what I love, what I'm good at, speaking, teaching, facilitating, coaching, training, writing, while making a difference, serving the social sector where I spent 25 years, 
helping them achieve the kinds of clarity and leadership development they need to better serve their mission. So that's my method of serving the social sector. There's obvious advantages to this. Number one, the marketing and PR value. That's pretty obvious. We're, we're not talking about the uh, self-assembly furniture at IKEA. We're talking about their social good today. They get talked about all over. They have a, there's a whole Harvard case study on them. From the Lawn Company to the Gates Foundation, companies that understand how connections to social causes lift their brand are the ones that are rising a cut above. Secondly, employee engagement. There's plenty of research out there that shows that employees of companies that are tied to a social cause have higher employee engagement than those that don't. We all know what employee engagement does. It raises retention rates, which lower labor churn costs. It uh, increases the culture at the company. It increases productivity, which raises our revenue. There's also research out there that says that customers are more loyal to companies that are tied to social causes. So over the long term, there's an absolute benefit for being connected. The, the, probably the biggest reason, though, is that there's a symbiotic relationship that exists between the business sector and the social sector. Our businesses can only be as good from a workforce standpoint as the quality of the labor force in our communities. Our businesses can only get as much revenue, volume, quality, price as our communities can afford to sustain. So everything from early childhood development to housing and homelessness affects our business because it affects the communities where we live and do business. So the next question I get asked is, how do I choose this philanthropic partner? Businesses hear this message and it makes sense to them, so how do they choose? And again, I'm not talking about how to choose a charity to write a check to. That's great. But how do I choose a real philanthropic partnership? Obviously, I can't make that decision for you, but let me give you a few uh, uh, lenses you can look through. One, choose an organization that sells aspiration over desperation. Are they talking about possibilities and potential and aspiration, or are they talking about scarcity and deprivation? Second, choose an organization that sells its return on investment with more emphasis than it sells its low overhead percentage. We're trained to ask nonprofits, what's your overhead percentage? How much of my money is spent on overhead? And to me, that's the wrong question. The better question is, what will be the return on my investment if I invest time, energy, and resources in this cause, in this purpose, in this organization? And third, choose an organization where there is a mutual benefit and a natural connection between you. I have a client in Virginia that I've worked with for a couple of years, and I was with them last week. And among other things, this nonprofit organization shares data to the community, with the community, about how many people in their region live below the self-sufficiency line economically. Not the federal poverty line, but a higher line, just still not high enough to make ends meet. That one check away from a car repossession or an eviction or an inability to make a health insurance premium payment on time. So the idea is that this changes conversations in their community about what's real and what it really takes to make a living wage and to get by on the very basics in life. And they have a board member who in looking at this data as a member of the governing body of this organization thought back to their own company and said, I need to go check and see if the employees of my company are making the kind of wage that keeps them off the pages of this report. 
So they went back and revisited their compensation practices and made market adjustments, making a social impact right there in their own company and their organization. Form a relationship with a partner where that makes the best sense to you. Here's the crux. I would encourage us all to go back and revisit our business plans. If you're a startup in this room today, now's the great time to get it right out of the gate. If you are in your second, third, fifth year, this is a great time to say, how am I going to get to the next level? Let's go back and look at our business plans and ask ourselves that while we've put in intentionality around our competitive advantage, which we did learn in MBA schools, how are we aligning that with our social advantage? And let's get intentional. And my sense is that the people in this room who I have uh, met over the last couple of days and, and become acquainted with the amazing work that you're doing, if we do that in this room, we'll be the rare cut above in business, in our communities, and in personal fulfillment. I want to thank you again for this amazing opportunity to be with you all today. Have an awesome rest of the forum and have an awesome rest of your business life. Thank you. So there it is, my talk at the United Nations to the Global Entrepreneurship Initiative, the forum back in uh, 2018. And, um, you know, one of the things that we did not, that I did not talk about in that speech, it, it wasn't about the product that the company is selling, and it wasn't about how the company enriches the lives of its own employees. But those are two other ways to make a difference while you're making a profit. Thinking about the product that you're, the product or service that you are selling, how does it add value and enrichment to the people who purchase it and to the people around them that that influences? And of course, never to forget how the company is making a difference in the lives of the people that work for the company. So this talk was more about uh, a, a form, a more formal philanthropic partnership with an organization doing good, but you get the idea. That is the jinx perspective for this week. I told you it was a short episode. So um, I uh, look forward to our next episode. We've got several amazing guests lined up coming up over the next several weeks so stay tuned and until then lead on